Praise the Lord, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Are we awake yet? <laughs> I'm awake now. <laughs> My wife brought me coffee this morning, which was a sweet thing, and I definitely needed it. But um, thank you, Pastor Blackburn, Sister Blackburn, for allowing me to be here today to lead in worship and also to speak to you all. I'm thankful for the opportunity. I don't count it as just a thing, but I do count it as a God thing. And I pray that whatever I say today will be for someone today. It's the word of the Lord, and the word of the Lord at any moment can be for anybody, any verse. And so we're just going to allow God to do his thing today. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this opportunity to minister to your people. Lord, anoint your word. Let it go forth and let it do what it was sent out to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Continue standing as we read these first two verses. We're going to go to 1 Samuel 30, verse 6 and verse 8. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6 and verse 8. We're going to first read it in the New King James Version. And it says, Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Now back to the King James. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and recover, and without fail, recover all. You may be seated. The title of this message today is Encourage Yourself. Encourage Yourself. In Romans chapter 4, verse 17, it says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. The end of that verse says, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. So I have a question for you today. If you had the ability to speak your own destiny, what would you say? Would you say, I am poor and I will always be poor? Would you say, I'm sick and I'll probably always be sick? Would you say, nobody hates me? No, nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I think I'll go and eat worms. Big, fat, juicy ones. Incy, wincy, squinksy ones. See how they wiggle and squirm. Now, I did copy and paste that this morning, and after I read the entire riddle, I was like, that is disgusting. 
I did not copy and paste the rest of that reveal. You can go and read it for yourself. Or do you say, I am the head and not the tail. I am above, not beneath. I am a lender, not a borrower. I am more than a conqueror. I shall live and not die. Now, the first four that I read to you, or the first three, I'm poor and always will be poor. I'm sick and always will be sick. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. Those are exactly the opposite of the last five that I just read to you. Now, the opposite was because those last five were in the word of God. The first three were the things that I would call worldly. Those are the things that we catch and attach to ourselves from people that may not necessarily know God like you know God. And so if I'm going to attach things to myself, I'm definitely going to figure out what the word of God says about me versus what the world might say about me what my ex might say about me, what my ex-best friend might say about me, what the teacher that doesn't like me might say about me, what does God say about me. Words are powerful. Words are so powerful that the entire world was made when God spoke it into existence. God said, let there be light. And guess what happened? There was light. Throughout the first chapter of Genesis, we find these words, and God said, and God called, and God said, and God called. In Genesis 1 and 1, it starts off saying, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Matter of fact, I gave Kai these scriptures. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I want you to get my point. Let's just start in Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Verse 3, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Verse 6, and God, and God let, y'all awake, y'all awake this morning? This is going to be interactive. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters, and God made the firmament. So let's move down to eight, and God called the firmament heaven. Verse nine, and God said. Verse 10, and God called. 11, and God said. Now I want to move quickly to, let's see. Let's go to 24. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beasts of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth. He did all of those things. Then 26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. 
27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. God created us all in his own likeness. And when I stop there, and I just have to think, I reread that a few days ago, and I reread it this morning, and I was like, God created us in his own image. And if God can call, and if God can say, and those things are done, and we're created in his image, then what makes you think that you can't say, and you can't call those things that are not as though they are. God made us creative beings. We create things because of what he did within us. I'm able to play the piano because God gave me the ability, the mind to. Somebody built this stage because God gave them the mind to. So if I can speak things that are not as though they are, then I can say, I am the head and not the tail. And I can put those things into action. I can say I am a lender and not a borrower. I can put those things into action. Now, of course, when we talk about those being a lender and not a borrower, there's a lot more action to that than just saying. But you must speak it first. Tell yourself, this is who I am, not what the world has said I am or what the world has called me to. In Revelations 1 and 8, it says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Revelation 22 and 13, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. So we know that Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. Definition of Alpha. As the first letter of the alphabet, alpha as a Greek numeral came to represent the number one. Therefore, alpha, both as a symbol and term, is used to refer to the first or primary or principal, most significant occurrence or status of a thing. God is saying, I'm first. I was always first. I'm the beginning and the end. So, if we think on this, so in the alpha, God created something out of nothing. He spoke, and what he spoke became. When God said, let there be light, there was light. Before God spoke, there was nothing. So what I'm saying to you is God spoke things that were not as though they are. He gave us an example. How many of you have had someone say something unkind to you or about you? I've had somebody say things that are unkind to me or say unkind things about me. The things that were spoken to you or about you became who you were if you put those things on, if you believed what they said. When that person spoke those words, Life was breathed into those words when you accepted them as your own. Think about that. Ariel, I don't like you. You know why I don't like you? <laughs> I don't like you because you're 5'6". 
doesn't even make sense. I just made up a reason. I don't like you. And now Arrow gets to walk around for the rest of the day thinking that I don't like her, and this is the reason why I don't like her. So now she's also thinking, well, if he don't like me, then Sister Neff doesn't like me either. And Brother Blackburn don't like me either. Why? Because I planted a seed in her, and now she believes it, and now she's also looking at everybody else that may not like her as well. She just allowed this tree to grow from that one seed of untruth. Proverbs 18 and 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I do my best to try to speak life into everyone that I can. But not only that, although I am human and I have failures and I have things that I know about myself, if I don't speak life into myself, although I'm married to a wonderful woman and have great kids, if I don't speak great life into myself, who else am I going to depend on to do it? Deuteronomy 28, 13. I got a lot of scriptures for you today. I'm so sorry, but I like the word. So here we go. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day, to observe and to do them, shall. Thou shalt be above and not beneath. If you stop and you think about all the things that were said to you from a child on, because that's who we are. That's exactly who we are. If you had a wonderful mother or a horrible mother, a wonderful father or a horrible father, whether you respect them or you don't, there's some things that you grabbed a hold of as a child, and it grew with you. There were things that were said to you on the school playground, and they grew with you. There were some things that, you, that were said to you or done to you in high school, and it grew with you. You couldn't shake it, and it became who you are today. It's interesting that we do those things, even for those of us who profess to be Christians and know what God says about us. It almost seems like God, this big, huge God that wrote or inspired this word for us to read what he feels about us. What we do is we look at this and we put it down and we go, I know God said this, but Johnny, Johnny called me ugly. Some of this can be humorous, but it's so unhumorous at times that from the seven-year-old you to the 35-year-old you, Johnny's words ring in your brain. And so now you might look at yourself and you go, my husband thinks this because he said this, and he has no clue what Johnny said when you were seven years old. 
But we take on these things and we walk through life and we continue just throwing things on our shoulder, throwing things on our shoulder. I'm not super smart, so I'll never make a lot of money. I can't do this. I'll never own a house. I'll never have my own car. I'll never do these things. And you wear these things with a smile on your face every single day. You go to church. You hear the preacher preach. You hear Pastor Blackburn preach Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And he's telling you what God says about you, what you can be, what you will be. There's steps that you need to take to do this and to do that. But this is what God's going to do in return. And yet we come in here and we get pumped up on a Sunday. And within 30 minutes, life hits. We walk out of here Sunday after Sunday or after midweek Bible study. And we're just thinking about all the other things that counteract what the word of God says. I want to pause for a minute. I want to encourage you. If you don't have a Bible, get one, first off. Get you a Bible. But I would also encourage you every day to read at least one passage in this Bible so that you can feed yourself what God says about you. And so that when you go to work and you're stressed out or people on the street or people cutting you off on the road, Lord, help us all. If you've never been to Houston, Texas, my God, those people down there drive like they don't see anybody else. I was praying through in my head. I was just like, just go with it. They all have trucks, too. So they wanted to run you off the road. I'm like, what in the world is going on in Houston? But get back to the Midwest where everything's just kind of calm. Get you a Bible. Read a passage every day. Fill your tank up with the opposite of what the world is giving you. Fill your tank up and say, I'm just going to open it up today. Well, don't do that. <laughs> Keep reading. You might open it up to where to the, the Old Testament when God swallowed people in the earth. So that might not be your scripture for the day. But read the word. Read what God says about you. It's super important. In Psalm 13, David was very discouraged. Matter of fact, David, David was discouraged a lot. If you just read the book of Psalms, David was discouraged a lot. But the thing about David, David knew his God. David loved his God. And so I think about it myself as a, they say a lot of times creative people are emotional type people. So you'll see musicians, musicians are creative, artists are creative. We have our ups and our downs. David was a musician David had his ups and his downs. He really loved God one day, and then he'd go and do something stupid. Then he'd come back to God, and I'm so sorry. And then he'd go over here, and he'd say, woe is me, God. He was very dramatic. I'm going to read Psalm 13. I'm going to read a few more. Psalm 13, David said, how long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? Kind of sounds like some Shakespeare stuff. Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest mine enemy say I have prevailed against him. And those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. 
David gets to verse 5, and he takes a turn here. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. Now talk about emotional and dramatic. It's like having a 13-year-old girl. Super high one moment, super over here the next moment. How long wilt thou forget me? Forever? How long wilt thou hide thyself from my face? And then five, but I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. That's almost like some of those times when we, adults, forget the last time that God performed a miracle in our life. And the last time that God brought us through something. And so, therefore, here we are, Saturday of April, and we're rejoicing because God did something extreme in our life. And nobody could do it but God. And then three months later, God, where are you? Why have you forsaken me? Can you hear us anymore? I've been praying and praying and praying. Are you not going to come through? And God is up there like, well, in April of 2020. June of 2019, and then it's, it's us. We forget the faithfulness of God. We forget the love of an almighty God, of an almighty Savior. We forget. Psalm chapter 61, 1 through 3. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I love this scripture here. David, he's praying. Hear my cry. He's praying about this time because he remembered Last time, if God did it for me over here, I know he'll show up here. And if God showed up here, if I have another situation in the future, guess what? He doesn't fail. God's going to show up over here as well. So here we go. This is my prayer today. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth. Will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed like it's been before? Lead me to the rock. Lead me to the forever standing still. Same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the God you serve. That's the Jesus Christ who will not fail you. He will never fail you. I'm looking at some faces right now, and I'm not trying to read everybody. But I'm, I want you to get this. This is for somebody this morning. Jesus Christ will not fail you. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Verse 3 says, for thou hast been a shelter for me. That means he's already done that. That's something I can... I can put that in the bank. 
God has already done that part. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower against mine enemy. We used to sing that song back in the day. And you go back to, so Lord, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Higher than I. When I don't have the strength, when I don't know what to pray, all I can do is call out to him. I don't know what to do. But Lord, you've been a shelter for me before. You've been a hiding place for me before. And Lord, this time I need you to do it again. I need you. We, My wife and I always say, God, we need you to show up and show off. A lot of folks say show up and show out, which is great. We just upped it a little bit. Show up and show off. When God shows off, can't nobody trump that. Nobody. God shows off in your life. There's, there are too many testimonies and too many miracles that God has performed in my life alone. That although I'm human, I can walk from day to day. And you can say something to me, something can happen, a bill can come due, and I can look at that thing and I can just, I can almost smile. Because my thought is, Lord, look at this hospital bill. Now, if I remember correctly, I can go back seven years, three months, and a couple of days. And remember when you showed up and showed off. This is another opportunity for God to show up and to show off, and then I get to tell somebody about it. This is what God did. God has been a shelter for me and a strong tower. Let's go to, what did I have? I had Psalm this is my favorite. This is my favorite psalm of all. Psalm chapter 3. I think I skipped that. Psalm chapter 3. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. There's so many people on my job that don't like me. They're saying this about me. They're saying that about me. They're trying to get fired, get me fired. Lord, how are they increased? It seems like it's more and more every day that trouble me. Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. Maybe you fail God a time or two. And you've had a bad experience at a church with other Christians that said you'd never amount to anything. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. Then there's a sale, which means stop and think on that thing. Stop and think about it. You get to verse 3, and this is where David just kind of, he kind of bows up. He's like, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. And he heard me out of his holy hill. Selah. You stop again. You think about that thing some more. You start getting excited about it. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. He's making a point. And he heard me out of his holy hill. I laid me down and slept. I awaked for the Lord sustained me. He was able to sleep in the middle of turmoil. 
you know, over, I think it's in Psalm 23, through the valleys, he keeps you. He just keeps you. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me, regardless of what's going on in life, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He, lead, he, walk, he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He anointed my head. All these scriptures, my cup runneth over. But you get to the end of that, and it's surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Why is that? Because I laid me down and slept and awake. For the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me. O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Selah. Stopping you think on those things as well. David was some kind of praying something. If God is breaking teeth of people, <laughs> you got some enemies that you want their teeth broken? I don't know if I've prayed that prayer yet, but if God can do it, they might want to just kind of be kind. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against it. This message is not long today. Let's all stand. But this message was for somebody today. The title, again, is Encourage Yourself. There might be times where you don't have anybody else to lean on. All you have is you. But that's not all you have. David encouraged himself in the Lord. How was David able to encourage himself in the Lord? David had a relationship with his Lord. David knew. And if you knew the story of David fully, you knew that the Bible says that God called David a man after his own heart. But then you think about that, and you think about all the things David did. All the things David did, I won't go into all of them today. I'll leave you hanging. That were not things of God. And yet God said, it's a man after my own heart. David knew if I fail God tomorrow, it's not my intent, but if I fail God tomorrow, I know who I can call on. I know who I can depend on. I know who is for me. The reason why God called David a man after his own heart, because David was repentant. David's heart became pure. David knew. David knew, Lord, I'm calling out to you. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? There's so many, so many things that I'm facing. But I remember that you, Lord, are a shield for me. You're the glory 
and you're the lifter up of my head. He leaves for us. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me. He heard me out from his holy hills. So because he heard me, and I know he heard me, guess what? I will not be afraid of tens of thousands of people that have tried to come against me, that have lied on me, that have abused me in my lifetime. I will not be afraid because I know who I belong to. There's a little song that was recorded by Donna Lawrence. The song title is Encourage Yourself. But this is what it says. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Sometimes you have to speak victory during the test. And no matter how you feel, speak the word and you will be healed. Speak over yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Sometimes you have to speak a word over yourself. The pressure is all around, but God is present help. The enemy created walls, but remember David. But remember, giants, they do fall. So speak over yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. As I minister to you, I minister to myself. Life can hurt you so until you feel that there's nothing left. But no matter how you feel, feelings lie. Speak the word and you will be healed. Speak over yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. David, when David was younger, you remember the story of David and the giant? Remember they tried to fit him with all that armor and it was too big? Remember that? But what, what did David use when he defeated the giant? Anybody remember? What did David use? And a stone. Something so insignificant. I thought about that. I'm like, because if David had used anything else in the beginning, David could have took, taken the credit for what he did. But God was like, mm, you know what? Since I'm going to get all the glory, let me use something so insignificant that people are going to wonder how in the world does David have victory over what seems like such a huge thing. So here's a little slingshot and a stone. Now, if I tried that today, Maybe unless I got it right in the right spot. I've had many slingshots as a kid, and I never took anybody down. Thank the Lord. 
what I'm imagining, a slingshot and a stone, knocked that giant out. Why? Because David had something greater than him backing him up. David had something greater than him. The Bible also says, what greater is he that is within me than he that is in this world? Sometimes you have to go back because it might be silent. Sometimes you got to go back in your own situation and encourage yourself in the Lord. Was this for anybody today? I want you to know whatever is going on in your life, Jesus Christ can handle it. Jesus Christ can take care of any situation. Jesus Christ already knows what's going on in your life. And he's waiting on an opportunity for you to give him an opportunity to show up and to show off in your life. Stop trying to do things on your own. Stop trying to do those things that don't line up with his word. Haven't you had enough of doing things your own way? How long are you going to fight by yourself? How long before you say, you know what? God has given me chance after chance after chance after chance. Today is the day where I just submit. I just submit my life to him. I just submit my life to him. Lord, Lord Jesus, Lord, we come to you today with all of our hands lifted high. Lord, today we surrender to you. We surrender everything, God. You already know it all. You already know it all, God. But Lord, we know that you will not fail us. Lord, we know that if we could not trust another human being, you're not like man and you won't lie. I trust you. I give myself to you. I give every hurt to you. I give every pain to you, God. Everything even that you allowed to happen in my life. Lord, I forgive you and I forgive myself. And, Lord, I place it in your hands. The word of God also says that all things work together for good. To them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. God can take those broken things in your life and turn them around for good. That you're going to give God an opportunity to show up and to show off in your life like only he can. But you've got to make the first step. You've got to let go and let God have his way in your life. And then he will show up and show off in that thing that you thought had no life in it. And he will speak into that situation. He will speak into those dry bones from Ephesians. In Ephesians, I think it's chapter five or seven, one or the other. And, and he told him to speak to the dry bones and, and he breathed life into those. And he said, but you, no, you speak. You speak into those dead things. 
you speaking to those promises that God gave you 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 25 years ago, that you think they're just dead and nothing's going to happen and God's going to do it, God's forgotten about me. Well, those things are probably dead because you buried them. But if you give God an opportunity today, you speak it. You call things that are not as though they are today. You tell the devil where he can go. You speak it. The enemy's just terrorizing me. Are you letting him terrorize you? Do you know who you are? Do you know who you belong to? Do you know that you're more than a conqueror? Do you know that the word of God says, well, you may not have yet read it, that we can do a little harder. You can crush the enemy. The, the, the head is under our feet. So how can something that the head under, be under your foot terrorizing you? You belong to a great, powerful, almighty God who created all of this. And he made us, him, in his image, male and female. So, if I read the word of God and God did all these things, I'm going to test it out. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning? Wasn't that awesome? I want to believe what the word of God says about me. You know, I, as he started this message today, there were two specific incidents that came to my mind that I think is, and, and I'll be transparent, I think and maybe this is indicative of how we are as people. One of these, I was about 19 or so, and I was hanging around with some people that they weren't living for God, they weren't doing the things that of God, and in the middle of that, some people started talking about me saying that I was doing those things that were wrong. And in a down moment, when things all of a sudden went bad, my thought was, well, if they're saying I'm doing it, I might as well go ahead and do it. They're acting like I'm doing this sinful thing, so why should I just give in and I should just go ahead and give in and do it. And I listened to what they were saying. Another time, I was about 12. Now, I, I, I am under no illusions as to my talent and ability. I come from a, a very musical family. My brother's in a group, sings, plays. My sister sings. My dad sings. He was in a group back in the day. And I, I'm the least, have the least ability when it comes to singing in the family. And somebody shared that with me one day when I was about 12. Now, you know, I, and I, I've been leading worship, and so I'm under no illusions when it's, when it's really bad or just okay, never good. But, but for probably 30 Five years there was no way other than walking the halls at, at 
on my job, I would just randomly sing by myself out loud. But there was no way that I was going to get in a microphone and sing unless I had a full band backing me. And no way that I was going to start a song. So if somebody else didn't start it, we're just going to stand there and just have an instrumental. Because of what was said to me when I was 12. I listened to what somebody else said and let it supersede what the Word of God said about me. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That's what the Word says. The Word tells us that nothing is impossible to those who serve Him and follow Him. The Word says we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. So no matter what you go through, the question is he asks, are you listening to the Word of God? Are you, are you putting more stock in what your enemy says? Are you, are you putting more stock in, in what your co-worker says than you are in what Jesus Christ has said about you? The Bible says in Romans 10 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So God doesn't come to me and say, man, you are a great singer. I don't have any illusions about that. But he says, I'm a conqueror. He says, I can do all things. And so whatever he calls me to do, that means that I can do it by his strength and by his power. But I can only have faith in that when I hear the word of God. And that that word of God, when it says faith comes by hearing in Romans chapter 10, it's not just the written word, but it is the spoken word that when we speak the word of God, not just make up what I want to hear or what I want, but when we speak his word, when we go to the Psalms or we go, he's a shield, he's my glory and the lifter of my hand, he's, he's my strong tower or whatever it happens to be, when we go to it and we read that out loud and we pronounce it and say, this is what is true of me, then we really can do all things through Christ. Oh, what a great word from the Lord today. Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise for His goodness. Jesus, we love you. We love you. Lord, I'm so grateful for who you are and for what you have done in us. Lord, I thank you that no matter what the situation and the circumstance, what it looks like, no matter what others say about the situation, Lord, you have the final word. And Lord, I am going to encourage myself that you are true to your word, that you have esteemed your word higher than your name. You cannot lie. So what you have said is true. Lord, it really is true. You are not a man that you should lie. But Lord, what you have said is true. I put my faith, my trust, my belief in your word, and I will encourage myself every day in I thank you, Jesus. I give you praise. I give you praise. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit that has accompanied your word today. Confirmation that what has preached is not only true, but it's timely for this moment. Thank you for what you are doing in your people. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. I'm going to let you go here in just a second. I want to give you three uh, options here. Or not options are probably the wrong, the wrong word for that. But he talked about being in the Word of God every day. We are reading through the New Testament as a church, and it's five days a week. It's not seven days a week. And somebody said to me, well, you know, 
We need some more Bible. Well, there's a lot left. So I, I'm doing a, shall we say, lowest common denominator type idea where you can not rush through it, but you can read it and, and digest it and meditate on it. But, but here's, here's two other options that I would like to share with you that you can do in conjunction with our church Bible reading plan, and we're doing the same plan next year. But he mentioned Psalms, he mentioned Proverbs, and, and both of those are, are good things to read on a daily basis. And so here's a couple of ways that you can do that. The book of Proverbs, 31 chapters. Not every month has 31 days. But one way that you can do that is to, if today is the 13th, and it is, today you would read Proverbs 13. Tomorrow you read Proverbs 14. So on and so forth, December 31st you read Proverbs 31. Then January 1st you start over where you're taking the, the Proverbs, that wisdom from God, and doing it on a daily basis in conjunction with our New Testament Bible reading plan. You can also take the book of Psalms. There's 150 Psalms. And the way you can do this in the course of a month, now you don't have to do it uh, in a month. You can take and just do one Psalm a day uh, on the 119th day of the year. You're going to have a long time in the Psalms. But one, one way you can do this is take on the first day of the month, you read Psalm 1, Psalm 31, 61, 91, and 121. Okay, and then if you do that, Psalm 2 the next day, 32, 62, 92, 122. In 30 days, you'll read, basically you're reading five Psalms a day. You'll get through the book of Psalms, and then you can do both of those on a monthly basis. So at the end of the year, you will have read through Psalms and Proverbs 12 times in addition to the New Testament. Now that may seem like a lot. Maybe that's too much for you, but I would encourage you to go above and beyond, do daily time in the Word of God, and Proverbs and, and Psalms are a good way to add extra stuff in. That's nothing, nothing to say that we shouldn't read the entire Bible and read all of the Old Testament, uh, but most people get bogged down in Numbers and Leviticus and various places. And so if you want to read the Old Testament and you want to kind of skip those, I can help you come up with plans that will allow you to partake of the Word of God. But here's the deal. It's not enough just to hear it or read it. You have to be a doer of the word, and you actually have to believe it. And when you believe it, then you can encourage yourself that it's true and that God, what God says about you or he says about your situation will be true and will come to pass. Let's lift our hands one more time and thank God for his goodness today. Jesus, thank you for your excellent greatness. Thank you for who you are. Thank you, Lord, for your word today and for your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the ministry of Pastor Cedric Austin today. I pray, Lord, that you bless him and his family. I pray, Lord, blessings upon the church that they're endeavoring to plant for your glory. And Lord, I thank you for what you are doing here in Cross Church and all of the people present today and even those who are not able to be here. Be with us this week. Lord, we are going in your power and in your strength. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. Greet five or six people socially distanced. Have a great week. Hopefully we'll see you on Thursday.